0: Product innovation or diversification is not a new concept. It taps into the distinctive assets and love of a brand, and at times brand extensions can have massive unexpected impact with customers. Victoria Bitter or VP is synonymous with the Australian cricket team. In 2019, to coincide with the upcoming Ashes Cricket Series, VB paired English Tea with its beer to create VB Tea, a combination of non-alcoholic Ceylon Black Tea and Super Pride Hops, the hop variety that gives VB its characteristic bitterness. The campaign called upon Australians who were planning on staying up late to watch Australia face the English in the Ashes in the UK to make the switch from a cold beer to a hot cup of tea. It picked up gold at the Mumbrella Coms Con Awards for the best B2C campaign. Though let's forget the Ashley's result where Australia won the series. In this episode, Hugh Jelly, marketing manager of Colton and United Breweries, talks about how you combine beer and tea together, the public reaction, and how brands try to continually innovate through extensions. How does it happen? You're in your jammies, giving it to the balmy army. A whispering how's that so you don't wake your flat. And it feels like the ball's cursed. You've sure got a thirst. An early morning thirst needs a nice hot cuppa. And the best hot cuppa is tea. V-B-T. Welcome, Hugh. Thank you very much for joining uh, the Advertising Awards Almanac.
1: Thanks, Patrick. Uh, Terrific to be here. Great introduction. Although, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to lead with the fact that Australia won uh, the Ashes in 2019 on on English soil. I think that's probably one of the most salient points out of this discussion.
0: Yes, we'll we'll tend to brush over that a little bit with the result, but thank you again for reminding me and, and our listeners. So, as this idea was linked to the Australian cricket team, I thought we should start there. So, prior to this idea, VB had been synonymous with the Australian cricket team. Though you did exit the partnership in in 2017, so how important is the sport of cricket to VB? Even though you are no longer an official partner,
1: yeah, it's a really good question because VB for a long time had a big and a deep and a broad sponsorship portfolio, and not just with the sport of cricket, but also across rugby league and and other high profile events. So eventually, the commercial pressure just became uh, too great on maintaining the tier one status within Cricket Australia as well as within uh, rugby League throughout New South Wales and Queensland, with the the NRL partnership that the brand enjoys, and so we we stared down and had to make some really difficult decisions. Cricket Australia were fantastic in those in those decisions and discussions, and in the end, we found it was going to be mutually beneficial to to part ways and go in a, a different direction. And of course, what that does is, over the Australian summer, we know that cricket is the is the fabric of Australian summer. It's the the wallpaper and the background through. Throughout pubs and and barbecues around the country. And it's not a a passion point that we could completely walk away from. And there are ways to to leverage that. And in some ways, not having the official, the direct partnership with Cricket Australia makes you more creative and forces you to think outside the box. And that's exactly where uh, a product like VBT came from, with the ashes being very, very much anticipated in the UK. And we tried to collide the two passion areas of VB and cricket together in a, in a most unusual way. And that's where VBT came from.
0: That's a great thing you say there around how do you be creative about not having formal rights when you previously had it. So, But having that long-term association, you've obviously utilising the, the, the recall of that. But what tips would you be giving other brands when they're thinking about involving themselves in a partnership or, or a sport that they've had previous association to but have to start thinking creatively here?
1: Yeah, well, I think it should be part of the creative process with any campaign. Even if you are right in your comfort zone, in your hitting zone as a, as a brand, you then probably want to try and force some tension into the idea because I think that's where the real creative territory um, comes from. So obviously the tension here was that we didn't have an official uh, relationship with Cricket Australia. We couldn't leverage any of their IP or any of the, the players from the, the test match, uh, the test series. So going into this, launching this VB, VBT product, you'd think, ah, it's, it's not going to work. It's crazy. It's too too ridiculous. Can't do it. And I think uh, a great lesson for us is even when we do have those sponsorships, let's have a think about, right, what does this idea look like if we reduce the the budget to zero and see where that comes from? What happens if we double the budget? What happens if we decide that this particular campaign will only feature uh, women, for, an ex- for example? And it, it just forces you to stretch your creative thinking in in different directions and that's exactly what what we did with with VBT. So I think my advice would be force yourself into making um creative decisions that have a little bit of tension in them that feel uncomfortable. They may go nowhere and that's absolutely fine, but at the same time you might strike upon gold such as we did with with VBT.
0: So as an Englishman I can vouch that we love tea and living in living in Australia I know that Aussies love the B, VB. But until now, no one had really ever thought about combining the two. Was this an idea? Forgive the pun that you were brewing for a while. <laughs>
1: nice, and there were plenty of puns to come out of this. I think the my favourite was probably you know boycott English breakfast. You know, drink VBT was one of the nice little sound bites that when people started to hear that around the the, the room as we we're trying to pitch this idea in, they all bought into that immediately. Oh. No, it was a, look, it was an idea that Cleminger BBDO in Melbourne presented to the, the VB brand team, probably three or so years ahead of the 2019 Ashes series. It was just an idea that they had and they they pitched it. It was a low cost idea, fun idea, uh, just for PR at the time. Uh, and it didn't get up. We had other priorities, other things to do, probably more traditional ideas that we wanted to, to leverage across the summer of cricket in Australia. But as we discussed earlier, it was as soon as that tension point came of not having the, the formal sponsorship rights and a much anticipated series come up in England that we did have to start some outside the box thinking. And to their credit, the Clemager team picked up this idea off the, off the floor and dusted it off and said, Hey, actually, now we think this has got a little bit of relevance. And, Combining it with the fact that, yes, the Ashes was being played in England and it was going to be broadcast late at night, this narrative of, you know, it's probably not appropriate to, to enjoy a Victoria Bitter at 2 o'clock in the morning, but, hey, there's some hardworking Australian cricket fans out there that, um, that, that should be rewarded for their hard work and supporting the team. Let's do that through a, a different category. And so, you know, entering into the, the tea category, with a vb inspired product was the perfect antidote and you know you could just see heads nodding around the business whenever we would pitched this idea and everybody got it and that's what led to the success
0: so the learning there is that no idea is really dead and if if going to a cricket sporting analogy i guess this this kind of idea as a player got a recall back into the team so it's great to hear that that this was something you were thinking about three years ago but you were able to bring it back at the right time but then thinking about this idea and the and thinking about bringing it and it's great to be in a room and say there's lots of nodding heads and so on what was the reaction of your R&D team who've kind of said well we've never really made tea before where the, where do we start
1: <laughs> yeah well I mean these guys have the best best jobs in the world sitting around tasting beer and trialling products um, all, all day and tea is certainly not in the in the hitting zone at all. Sorry to use another another cricket pun, and that's where we really relied on the on the experts. So we're we're great, we're incredible beer manufacturers. Obviously, we can scale up great tasting products, and that's that's where our skill and prowess lies. T absolutely not. So that's probably where we didn't get nodding heads. We got question marks, I suppose, uh, and confused looks from all the brewers when we when we had this idea. But leaning on partners, leveraging category experts is really really important. So we partnered with a, a small company based in Collingwood in Melbourne named Sumage, and this this is uh, where their expertise lays. And so we relied and trusted them very very heavily, and we needn't have any concerns. I mean, they were they were expert partners in developing the product. They came in with their expert brewers with a whole variety of different taste profiles and that was probably one of the more surreal steps in this whole process at the very very start where we were sitting around drinking mugs of tea cups of VBT some of them at 1.5% strength with the the renowned VB Pride of Ringwood hops others at 3.5% strength and we had to make a decision about right what was this where was this product going to lean was it was going to lean further towards beer or further towards tea and ultimately we decided tea but it still had to have just a little aftertaste of the, of the pride of Ringwood VB hops. And I think we, we ended up producing a a great product that I think tea and VB drinkers. And
0: tea tastes like from an alcohol prospect. So I was going to ask the process of the taste testing. Was that something that you were heavily involved in? Was there a lot of, a lot of different tastes and, and trial there?
1: Absolutely. Look, we we did it all in in one afternoon. They came in, had it all laid out. You know, the Cleminger, the creative agency, was involved. The brand team was involved, and our brewing team got involved as well. But look, I think they laughed it off. They they really couldn't add any more expertise, and and that's where having you know trusted agency partners or specialty partners is just so valuable in this space because it had to have credibility within the tea industry. It couldn't be something that the tea industry would would completely disregard as a novelty product. I think that was a big Concern going into this this entire campaign that if it was just seen as a novelty, as a complete ha ha funny joke, then that would in some way rub off on the VB brand, and that's all we're good at is just fun and and you know making fun of other other categories, and that's absolutely not what we wanted to do here. We actually wanted to produce a product that had respect for the tea category, and I think that's what we that's what we did in the end. And we were conscious of that right through the entire process from the comms to the packaging and indeed in the, the original product development as well to ensure that it was a great tasting product in itself without having the, the wave of VB support that obviously our brand brought into, the, brought into the, the entire campaign. If this was a product that could sit on the shelf and, and compete by itself, then our job had been done. So that was a real focus from the very outset.
0: I suppose it's important if you're going to take on the English. When it comes to tea, you've got to do a proper job and you've got to make a proper cup of right?
1: Absolutely. And in fact, one of the, the great funny anecdotes was a we received a letter. Our CEO, the CEO of Cal United Breweries received a letter from the CEO of a, uh, a major tea company, tea distributor in Australia, just saying with, with a, a box of their tea and said, hey, we've been brewing tea for for more than 300 years. How about you leave it to us? And it was very, very tongue in cheek, but it, it was obvious that the the manufacturing industry in Australia had taken notice of VBits entering the market, albeit with just a limited edition. And, and we took great delight in, in penning a letter back saying that you, know, you may have been brewing tea for 300 years, but we've been brewing it for one day and already made national headlines. And so it, just, it was just a, a nice little nod and a wink between us and the tea industry and just showed that we were obviously having some level of impact. But I think there was also a, a great level of respect there as well. And they did appreciate that we weren't by any any means taking the mickey or, or having the fun at the expense of the tea category at any stage during the process.
0: And you touched upon your partners throughout this process. How did you come about marketing tea when traditionally you were a beer brand? You had to lean on them, you had to lean on the makers, you had to lean on your creative agencies and so on. How differently did you have to think here when marketing this brand?
1: yeah very differently uh, we hadn't done anything like this for a, for a long long time as a as a beer brand and it, it was a long process as well working you know in a very considered manner with with Leminger, I mean, we're all outside of our comfort zones. And as we'll probably talk about at some stage, you know, we really undercalled the popularity of this in terms of the, the quantity of the product that we made, you know, great problem to have, but it's so hard to forecast when you're in this real uncharted marketing um, territory, just how popular this thing is going to be. And we you know, I'll stick my hand up um, first and say we we un- we undercalled it. It was far more popular from the, the VB consumers than what we ever could have imagined, which drove one of the great, great problems that we had throughout the entire campaign. But we have worked with the media very, very closely. We've done a lot of PR in the past, so, you know, we we could lean upon and leverage all of our our press and, and media partners and get a good gauge from them about how successful it was going to be. We knew they were inter- very interested in the story before we had all the, the information compiled from them. And then really, we just let the media do the rest. I mean, I just remember that. I can't remember the, the day of the week that we launched. I think it was, a, in fact, it was a Thursday morning in the lead up to the the first test over in the UK. And I remember seeing it on, on Channel 7 Sunrise, on the Channel 9 Today show. They had various media and political experts, pundits, you know, tasting it on their, on their panels and talking about it and laughing about it. And you could see the narrative that we were trying to build about, you know, English breakfast and boycotting the English during this upcoming Asher series. It was all playing out in front of our eyes. And, you know, it was that morning that I thought, oh, hang on, have actually yeah, you know, we're onto something here. And then by the time I, you know, cycled into work and arrived at the office, our uh, merchandise team that was managing the distribution of the product, was said, "Hang, hey, we've got a problem here because you know it's eight thirty in the morning and we've already had seven or eight hundred orders of this VBT." And that was, you know, that led to all sorts of you know management of the inventory that we had that played out over the next couple of weeks during the Ashes series.
0: It's talking about the popularity, I read that it sold out online within twenty-four hours. Did did you expect this reaction from VB drinkers?
1: Not at all. No, not at all. I mean, when you consider that you can buy 24 tea bags of tea at a, at your supermarket for $5, we were asking consumers to pay um, double that. So $10 we were selling it at plus five, $5 postage and handling around the country. And that was only for 12 tea bags. So it was double the Double the price and and half the half the quantity. Now, obviously, this was not manufactured at, at commercial rates. It was not a profit-making exercise by any stretch of the imagination. It was it was as a commercial marketing exercise. We wanted to deliver value, good value, to all of our all of our consumers with this this you know interesting new innovative product. And we we didn't think that we thought the consumers would enjoy the story, enjoy the product. But we didn't think they would actually put their hard earned um, dollars behind it. And so we, with some working with Samaj, we were blending the tea and, and packaging it here in Australia. It was quite a manual process to do. Again, we weren't producing this at commercial scale. And so we had uh, a, a couple of different waves of product being made available but on that first day we realized that we had to make the second and even third waves of of production even though they hadn't happened yet we had to make them available on that day because we knew that uh, we'd sold out of that first wave you know in the in the first morning and then we had evening news and we knew we had interest from channel 7 channel 9 channel 10 all ready to go to air with stories directing people to the to the website to buy this tea and we had it marked as sold out by three o'clock that afternoon so we had to you know make it available again knowing that you know fast track the the manual production of it and get it all going and then it still led to problems of it was supposed to be a six-week campaign but we had sold out of all the product that we we'd manufactured and could manufacture within 48 hours of the the campaign being launched so that that problem again that that tension arose to new solutions as to how to give this campaign longevity for the
0: six-week Ashes tour. And the partnership that you had with Steve Waugh, the ex-Australia captain with his foundation, was that something that you'd planned to do where you put the final 11 boxes up for sale on eBay, eBay with the proceeds going towards helping children in Australia battling rare diseases?
1: Nope, not at all. So that was part of the, the uh, you know, how nimble and flexible and agile we had to be with the idea. So, yeah, you've, you've touched on it perfectly that when we ran out of tea product, we needed to find a way just to keep the conversation going and and you know keep the idea alive for the duration of the ashes ashes tour so that's where that idea came from look we we ended up pulling back on a lot of the tea product that we were sending out to influencers we found we just we just didn't need their their support in the end so we we stopped the 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 delivery of a few boxes of tea gave Steve Wars management a call and um and the people behind his foundation and said, Hey, look, do you want to help here? We can we can raise some money here and help keep this conversation going for the for the remainder of the Ashes series. They were fantastic. They took the call, they understood it, they got it, appreciated that we weren't we weren't making fun of anyone, and in fact, we were leading right into the how important this particular Ashes series was, and if we could raise some money for charity at the same time, then you know that was uh, that was the cherry on top, as far as they and we were concerned. So, yeah, that was a good example of just being being nimble and being. Being flexible with an idea, and that worked brilliantly for us. We were able to raise an online auction. I think the first box of tea sold for, you know, we were talking about boxes of tea being available on supermarket shelves for five dollars. We were selling them at ten dollars. Well, the first one that we got Steve Water sign sold for five hundred dollars, and so that final eleven box of tea, uh, boxes of tea, we were able to raise some some great funds for the Steve Water Foundation. We really appreciate uh, their support and and helping get behind the product as well.
0: Fantastic result for charity and fantastic result for your brand. And of course, for tea drinkers out there and VB drinkers too. Just lastly, I wanted to ask you from tea to cologne. There was uh, last year, there was the launch of uh, VB men's fragrance where some might say that men already smell of beer, but how do you bottle the smell (laughs) and become the fastest, uh, uh, fastest selling scent of 2020?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well it's an interesting one because that was a that was a far more planned out campaign. So I think VB Cologne was actually in the I guess it was in the creative process. It was it was just an embryo at the time that VBT was was going to market. But you know, it was planned out a year in advance. But we were absolutely able to take all the learnings from VBT to take into VB Cologne. And one of those one of those learnings was to have a, a retail partner and I guess a uh, manufacturing scale solution set up to handle exactly that problem we ran up ran into as vbt selling out so quickly and so chemist warehouse came on board and and they've been a, a fantastic partner to work with and in terms of the the earned media and the press coverage you know while we were working on those two projects in tandem ultimately the launch of them was 12 months apart and we knew that you know when you put that much time in between campaigns consumers you know they 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 worry about and think about your campaign for you know if you can if you can capture their attention for five seconds as a marketer, you've done a good job. So put 12 months in between them, and there haven't been any similarities drawn between those campaigns. But very very similar process. We've had some experts in the fragrance industry. Again, we we make beer. That's that's our wheelhouse. Uh, we had to lean and and rely on and trust our our fragrance partners in the development of that product. You know, ensure that there was a little bit of a a VB spin in there. But again, it's a standalone product that, you know, if you bought that without knowing it was packaged as as VB cologne, you'd still be very happy with the the product that you'd purchased off the off the shelf. And building in all the learnings from VBT, I mean, that's been an even greater success on a far greater commercial scale as well as a pr scale as well and that's where you know the learnings from VBT and capturing those learnings feeding those learnings back into the creative process as a marketer is is really really valuable but the watch out is there now for victoria bitter that that's not something we can rely on we can't just release a novel product year in year out we've had two great successes in a row but i think now as a brand we probably want to lead into into you know a, a different direction rather than just producing a, a product because we might quickly become you know, c- cemented and pigeonholed in that space and that we don't want to be seen as a one-trick pony. We've got, you know, with a, in the beer category, having such a culturally relevant product in Australia, there's a lot more that we can do and we shouldn't limit ourselves just to just to products like tea and cologne on an ongoing basis.
0: Important to always get back to your core and to think about as we're going into the weekend, you've got me in the mood for having a B- VB this weekend. So, Again, thank you, Hugh. This has been a great conversation to really understand how you've extended the brand into tea, into cologne, and, and, but also not forgetting the core part of your product. So thank you very much again for joining us and congratulations on a fantastic campaign. I, I look forward to seeing what's next for, for VUB in 21 and 22.
1: Thanks, Patrick. My pleasure. And I uh, hope you've earned it this week as well, of course. Thank you.